0: She's educated, had a master's from Fuller Theological Seminary. Two, she's experienced head pastor with Benjamin Robinson over at Living Hope Church, also was the head pastor here at the Ark from 2011 to 2013 at the same time. Three, she's fiery, loves missions local and abroad, also teaches a school of world missions that I got super convicted at every week like seven years ago. It was great. You know her. You love her. Let's give a warm warm welcome to Pastor Sonny Robinson. (laughs) Ah, shucks. (laughs) All right, I'm, is this too loud? Really? It's ringing. Okay, all right. Man, when was the last time I came here? last year all right i do have a word for you if you would arise with me for the reading of the lord open your bibles to nehemiah chapter 4 okay i think they're gonna put it up there also starting at verse 13 we're going to read from verses 13 through 19 you ready all right it says therefore i position men Behind the lower parts of the wall At the openings And I set the people according to their families With their swords, their spears, and their bows And I looked and arose And said to the nobles, to the leaders And to the rest of the people Do not be afraid of them Remember the Lord, great and awesome And fight for your brethren Your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses And it happened When our enemies heard that it was known to us and that God had brought their plot to nothing, that all of us returned to the wall, everyone to his work. So it was from that time on that half of my servants worked at construction while the other half held the spears, the shields, the bows, and wore armor. And the leaders were behind all the house of Judah. Those who built on the wall and those who carried burdens Loaded themselves so that with one hand they worked at construction and with the other held a weapon Every one of the builders had his sword girded at his side as he built and the other Trumpet was beside me Then I said to the nobles the rulers and the rest of the people The work is great and extensive and we are separated far from another in the wall Wherever you hear the sound of the trumpet, rally to us there, our God will fight for us. We forgot verse 20, huh? (laughs) Wherever, whenever you hear the sound of the trumpet, what did it say? Rally to us here, okay? Rally to us here, and our God will do what? Fight for us. So Father, we pray that you would speak to your sons and daughters here in Berkeley, That you will position every son, every daughter in their kingdom places, in their place in this house, Lord. And empower them and activate them to build the house of God and to fight the battle of our Lord, Lord. We thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Okay. I am very passionate about this. God's been speaking to me about empowering the people of God to stand where God called them to stand and maintain their position. Everybody say maintain Maintain. your position. So last year, I watched this Korean movie called The Great Battle, okay? So even if you're not Korean, right, find it, watch it. (laughs) It is so good. In the middle of the movie, I had to pause it, got on my knees, and I had an encounter with God, right? God spoke to me through this movie. And the only reason I watched it was the main character was very handsome. (laughs) I did not expect to hear from God and encounter God. So it's worthwhile, God. It's so good. So in this movie called The Great Battle, right? So this is like historical, like many, many years ago, right, in Korea. And so now the enemy was coming against this nation, and the king got all of their, like, soldiers and generals, and they were, they, they were going to battle. But then one general didn't show up, and he was mad. And guess what? The enemy were, like, like sand, right? I mean, over the, I mean, like, millions of them against, like, thousands, right? And so they got killed. They got plundered. I mean, like, most of their soldiers got killed, right? And less than, like, I don't know, 5% survived, right? And on their way back to the capital city, the king, the, the king is like, come here. I want you to go to that city. You know that general, the, the, the traitor that didn't come? I want you to go there and he gave his own knife. I want you to go kill him, right? And so he's like, yes, sir, right? And I'm thinking, come on, like, you lost. Why do you want to kill your own, right? And th- but then he's like, he's a traitor, right? And this guy that he called was from that city also, right? But then the, the guy, the, the little soldier's like, but, 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 like, the enemy is going to probably go there Anyway, the next place they're going to go is that, that, that city. They're, they're going to get killed already. You still want them to go? I mean, they're going to all die. And he's like, no, you go and you kill them. It's like, yes, sir, right? So he goes. And when he goes and he sees and this village, it's like in the middle of, what, chaotic, historical, historical time in their country, when you enter into this, like, city, there's so much peace, there's so much love, there's so much life, you know, like, they were helping each other, they were, like, living life, right, and so this guy, soldier's, like, following this general around, ready to kill him at any time, right, and the general and the leaders already knew, Right? That the enemies are coming and there are millions of soldiers and they only have 5,000 soldiers, right? And, and, but even then, they weren't freaking out. They were like, let's run away. What are we? No, they were just living life, right? But then, like, this soldier, like, he's following him around. And one night, this, this general gets up and he leaves in the middle of the night, right? And so the soldier's like, Get I'm ready to kill this, right? When he followed him, this general goes to this little, little, house right and then he sits with this young couple where's the couple young couple who just had a baby and 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 this general was holding the baby oh how cute and and he found out they named this baby after this general and the general brought them food and just so relational and loving right and so the soldier's like what's going on why is this guy so nice right and then he realized how much this general loved not only rich people but down to the common people he was a true leader that was there to protect and fight for his brothers and sisters and so now like he can't even kill him like he's like being like he's like respecting him and honoring him right and these like and then these like enemy come millions of them watch the movie it's like you can't see the end right <laughs> And then, and then, this general's like, To your position and then everybody goes like they had a big wall and they stood you know on that wall and they were you know and they're fighting and they're fighting but like the enemies are too much they're getting killed and and every time like the they you know they climb the wall and and they're fighting and they lose their position and they're about to like all get plundered and then they hear the general maintain your position and then when they heard their general's voice they're like fight their way to their position and they're fighting, fighting, right? After, in the middle of the movie, like they're losing their position and everybody's about to get plundered and the children and uh, uh, the like little grandmas are in the back and they're about to all get killed, right? And then he had the soldiers on the horses outside of the wall and they're waiting and they're looking and they're about to get plundered and this, this soldier looks at his captain whatever he says they're gonna all die we should go we should go and this captain's like no we haven't heard from the general i'm losing my breath right (laughs) like no we will not move unless the general tells us to move (gasps) but by the time he tells us they're gonna all die we're gonna lose everybody and then this captain looks at this soldier and says trust the commander In that moment, I paused. I paused the movie. I said, "How often? How often? Even this soldier, when he's what he sees with his eyes, everything we're gonna lose everything. Everything we worked for, it's gonna come to nothing. But even then, he wasn't moved by anything because why? Because he trusted." Was crazy, and you know, after a while, you know, he blew the trumpet, and they all came and they fought it. It was crazy. These five thousand people, like one, like it was like one of the most powerful movie, right? And oh, oh and there's another portion, <laughs> like when one section got plundered, right? Then, then the the commander sees and he blew the trumpet, and and he's, he said, "Close order formation." I guess that's like. I don't know, like military tactic where when you hear that, all the people come to this one. And then they've made a wall and they just, and they push the enemy off the wall. And I was like, oh, shoot. (laughs) I was like, how often do we fight the battle by ourselves? Woe is me, nobody cares. When we belong, just like Ilani said, we belong. To a house with a commander that is trustworthy. Hmm? Maintain your position. Let me, let, me give, let me illustrate. Okay, everybody on this side and first row, come stand. Come on, stand. Stand next to me. Stand next to me. Maintain your position. Right? Often, Your position in this house seems like nothing, right? Maybe you are back there putting scriptures on the screen, and maybe your position seems a little bit more important, you know, like leading worship, (laughs) giving announcements, praying for people. They don't even know. You guys don't even know how much they pray. Maybe it seems insignificant, and maybe you feel like, well, you know, I'm just a greeter. No, but it doesn't matter it doesn't, it's not important that I stand in my position and the enemy lies to you they don't care, they don't even care and all these lies you said, well you know I don't even know if this is really my church and then you step out of your position and you think it's not that important because you're just little you but there's a gap and what happens is even if you're a greeter and you leave a gap there's a way for the enemy to go in and bring plunder to your house because this is your house and God placed you in your position. So even though you feel alone serving God in this house, especially the, the prophetic ones, right? You feel like, and you feel, you're feel you like, I can't stay here anymore. I, I'm just not strong enough. I feel lonely. I don't know whatever those lies are. God is saying, you're not just fighting for your destiny. You're fighting for the house of God. When you maintain, even though it seems like something very unspiritual, you're guarding your house, and you're fighting for your brothers and sisters. Amen? Okay, you may be seated. So if you look at Nehemiah chapter 2, right, God calls Nehemiah to go back to Jerusalem because it's a mess over there. So in chapter 2, Nehemiah goes, and he goes around, and he assesses the situation. He goes from gate to gate to gate and sees the rubbles, the broken down walls, right? And he's like, oh, we need to build this, right? And so after he assess, right, he gathers the leaders. And you know, I feel like the word of God to Ark is this. I want you to look at Someone sitting next to you and say, it's time. The other side, say, it's time. You know, when you're young, when you fight the battle, you fight for yourself. You hear me? When you're immature, when you engage in a battle, you fight for your own destinies. You fight for your own treasures. You just fight for yourself. But when you're mature sons and daughters of God, anytime you engage in a battle, you fight for your community you fight for your brothers and, and sisters and i just feel like you've been faithful trying to remain in your position trying to keep your faith and in your destiny you've been doing your best to fight for your own destiny but i hear the lord saying it's time to fight for each other as a mature sons and daughters of god it's time to fight for your community and Nehemiah what he does in verse 17 he he gathers them he activates them so let's put our hands into good work let's do this guys and they said okay let's do it and so if you read rest of the chapter 2 right they're like okay we're gonna do this yes commander right and so they come but then when the enemies here they're like what right if you look at verse 19 in chapter 2 the enemies were like they were mocking them and ridiculing them, right? It's like, what? Look at all, you can't do this, right? Often when you try to, like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to serve the house. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to hold on to faith in Christ. I'm going to do this. I'm going to advance. Every time you try to do that, you hear these voices. Who do you think you are, right? To disqualify you from standing where God called you to stand. And then if you look at Nehemiah chapter 3, 3, like different families take different portions of, of, the, of the wall, and they stand and they are very faithful to building that that that, right? that that small regions, right? Family by family. And then you look at chapter 4. And then the enemy's like, they're hearing, oh my God, they're actually building this wall. And the Bible says, Sanballat and Tobiah, they got angry isn't it funny they're like oh you can't do it and then when they saw that they were doing it they got angry right and they're like what and so they are so angry right and they let's look at verse one Nehemiah chapter four verse one and following it says when Sanballat heard that we were rebuilding the wall he became angry everybody say angry And was greatly incensed. He ridiculed the Jews, and in the presence of his associates and the army of Samaria, he said, what are those feeble Jews doing? Will they restore their wall? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they finish in a day? Can they bring the stones back to life from these heaps of rubbles? Burn as they are? right?" Tobiah the Ammonite who was at his side said, What they're building, even a fox climbing up on it would break down their wall of stone. Often, the voice of the enemy, especially when you are in your position, when you are maintaining your position, the voice of the enemy comes to bring you down, hmm? To, to make you stop building the house of God, make you stop from fighting for your community. Right? And so Sanbalad and Tobiah they they got all the people and said, Okay, you know what? Let's go fight them. Let's go kill them. And then the rumors spread it. And then even the Israelites, continue to read chapter four. Israelites were like, Oh my gosh. And and they even went to the Nehemiah and said, You know what? Even whether we turn left to the right, they're gonna plunder, they're gonna kill us there's too many and our our builders were losing strength everybody is you know we're too weak we can't do this they're losing confidence they're tired they're exhausted and they are scared they're afraid and then here verse 13 what we read Nehemiah said therefore they everybody say therefore you know, often we want something good to happen for us to say, therefore, right? We want to we we get, I don't know, promotion and say, yeah, God is good. Sometimes we want breakthrough to come first before I could say, therefore. But here, people were scared. People were losing faith, right? And the enemies are after them. And then this great leader said, therefore, I position men. I position men them hmm? behind the lower parts of the wall at the openings and i set the people according to their families with their swords their spears and their bows i want you to assess today think about your faith your place in this house of god in the kingdom of god where did god position you Hmm? that maintaining that position is crucial, right, so I want, I, want to, I want to show you why this is actually very prophetic, okay, so let's see, who, who, okay, I'll use you, Dancino, come on, Dancino, help me, that's what I call him, yeah, so I want you to walk that way, okay, so wait, 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 let me set him up, so when you're positioned, right, you have to look where god called you to look and you have to stand where god called you to stand right i've done this before but i've never used such a big ball before this you cannot miss it this is a breakthrough that you've been crying out for you want sustained revival you want the revival here in berkeley huh you want to carry the anointing in the presence of god you want to be effective in sharing god do you want promotion? Do you want to influence people in the marketplaces? Don't be shy. <laughs> However, if you're not posi- look that way. If you're not positioned, even when God sends you, you got, if you're not positioned, it bounces off of you. However, if you are positioned and you look at me, When you're positioning yourself, serving God, as mundane as it is, you trust the commander, yes, in worship, right? Then, when God sends you... (laughs) Whoa! He rejected the breakthrough! You could tell I didn't prepare him for this. When God sends your breakthrough. Huh? You hear me? When you're positioned, right? And you're looking to God. And God sends you. You are able to receive. But if you're not. What happens? And then you cry about. He didn't answer me. Oh. Because you did not maintain your position. You weren't positioned to receive even when God said, I, he keeps saying, here, here it go. go.'" <laughs> you hear me? Positioning yourself in your faithfulness in the very place that God called you to stand. And as the enemies, they planned. They're going to say, they, they said, we're going to go and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna plunder them, we're going to kill them. But guess what? When they maintained their position with sword girded on their side, they took turns building the wall, ready to fight. Building the wall, ready to fight. They maintained, they did not allow the fear to take them out of their position even as small and weak they felt, all they had to do was stand, stand where God called them to stand hmm? and they were able to build a wall, the wall that was broken down for many years they were able to build a wall in like 50 something days that they were able to do what was impossible Hmm. he said do not be afraid this great leader, call the people. Maintain your position and do not be afraid. Remember the Lord, great and awesome, and fight for your brethren. Oh my gosh, fight. When I read this, I just imagined like, like the movie great wall right and Nehemiah is like the commander and these people are weak and they want to run away and he's like to your position maintain your position and they're standing as scared as they were seeing their thousands and thousands and thousands of enemies and there's only few but they maintain their position trusting in their commander. And because of that one small city that maintained their position, the history of Korea changed. That they were no longer able to subdue Korea. That enemy actually left and never attacked Korea ever again. Hmm? What you do in your position, as insignificant as it feels like, hmm, it affects the house of God, your brothers and your sisters. Hmm? You know, uh, last year was one of the hardest years of my life. It was so hard for me in many different levels. We lost treasures that we treasured. (laughs) A lot of them. Relationships were lost. You know, a lot of things were taken away. It was so hard. I've never felt like a failure as a pastor and a leader in my life than I did feel last year. In the middle of the one of the most hardest year of my life, one of our elder comes with the news that she has breast cancer. And I said, God, please, god it's already hard for me i can't believe i can't believe she has cancer and you know i started fasting and i started praying for god to heal her and then in the middle of my fast i had a dream and in my dream i was at a park right and in that dream all i knew was somebody was trying to kill my daughter aletheia and I was like running around who, I didn't know who, all I knew was somebody was out there to kill her. So I'm running around looking. And then from far, these middle-aged ladies' eyes and my eyes like locked. And in that moment, I knew it was that lady. <laughs> and I, and she was normal, very nice kind looking. But once eyes locked, she knew I knew, she became, like she started to manifest. And I ran towards her. And I grabbed her hand. I said, You will not kill my daughter. I will not let you. And then, when I said that, she became bigger and bigger and she levitated to the sky. And I looked, and like, obviously, physically, she was more stronger, more powerful. I didn't know how to fly or levitate, but I remember <laughs> looking to the sky and like, with this like determination. I don't care how powerful you you are, you're not going to win. You are not going to win. I will fight you till the end and I will not lose. Why? Because my daughter's life was in line and I didn't care. I will do whatever it takes so that that demonic lady would not kill my daughter. And then I woke up and I was like, what is this? And then I heard the voice of God. You know that still small voice of God in the middle of the night? And he said this, Sonny, if you fight, you will win. This determination came. He said, if you fight, you will win. If you fight the right battle. What does the Bible say? Fight the good fight of faith. We don't fight others. We don't fight situations. We fight the good fight of faith. You know how you fight the good fight of faith? When you can't see, you still believe. When you are weak and you want to give up, you still stand. You still trust God. Even though you feel forsaken, you stand and declare that God is God, God is good, and He's for me. You fight the good fight of faith. And you know what? A few months later, I could can I just say she's cancer-free right now? If you fight, you will win. But oftentimes, when we look at ourselves, right, what we, what we are, what we have, doesn't look enough. It's like, God, what can this do? And it's like we curse our own seed. We look at our lacks, our brokenness, and we curse it. It will never be. You could never. And we curse it, and we kill it before it brings multiplication and i heard the lord say i don't care how weak you feel stop cursing your seed and bless what is obviously lacking because what seems like a setback is a divine setup and somebody needed to hear that situationally what seems like a setback is a divine setup let me give you an example. We just, we came back end of last year from our Mexico trip. And you know, just like Living Hope, the, the orphanage went through a lot, right? They had to hide the kids. I mean, they went through crazy things, right? But in the middle of like, going, like losing the children, losing their house that we helped raise up money, right? They lost their house. They, I mean, they were like, the government was telling them like you know we're gonna take the kids i mean like they were going through a lot like the when the government like they had to hide i mean it was crazy like too much for me to explain but in the middle of that they had to keep going back and back and back to the government like they bring this paperwork they're like well you're missing this go back and bring this and they have to keep going back to do this paperwork in the middle of working on their paperwork the government officials like, oh, you have these children with the last... Guess what? In our rehab... No, what is it called? Detention, right? We have two kids with the same last name. And then the director, the orphan director, like, oh, really? Well, can we take the detention center? You can't really... Right? They they need like, so Well, can we take them? And so it worked out where they were able to take these two kids, right? Just because they have the... Same last name, and the day they were bringing them, the one of the directors went before the other director with the kids and told those three kids with the same last name. Guess what? What are their names? The two brothers Diego and Luis. And they gave the full name. We're bringing them because they have the same last name as you. And the oldest girl started to cry and ran outside. And when the two boys came, they hugged them, and they were crying, and what had happened was, how many years ago? Five years ago. I'm so glad Sharon's here. Five years ago, her two younger brothers went outside and they got lost, and the mother was a drug addict, and the mother would not go out to look for them, and then a couple of years later, even they were sent to the orphanage, and for five years, this oldest sister who helped raise her brothers, that she was in pain. Where, where are my brothers? Didn't hear a thing about. And then five years later, as they're going through the hardest season of their lives in the orphanage, through that, what, was, what seemed like a setback was a divine setup for God to unite these brothers and sisters. See, you and I have no idea. We have no idea what God is doing behind scenes. And we get discouraged. We get disillusioned because what we don't see or because what we see. Hmm? And I just hear the Lord saying to you and I to believe and trust the commander. Can, can you bring that in the middle? You know, Ark Ministries, what is your right? Number one thing that you guys always talk about is what? Sustained? You want revival. revival. If you are still here, and I see many faces that were here seven years ago when Benjamin and I were pastoring this church, you're still here because your spirit, your heart cries out for that sustained revival. You want the move of God. You want the spirit of God. But you see, you got to trust the process of the commander because the things that you didn't get that you wanted to get, Ilani, maybe some of you over there, the promotion that you wanted to get, you didn't get, and you feel forsaken, overlooked, alone, forsaken, you have no idea what God was doing behind the scenes, so that you can truly be the art ministry sons and daughters here in berkeley that are able to carry the presence of god the sustained revival you know what god told me 2018 was the hardest years of your life but sunny very soon and this is he told me december maybe not now but within a few weeks you're going to be able to stay in front of the whole church that 2018 was the best year of your life mm-hmm. and so you know what i started with my staff The staff knows what I went through, what we all went through. And I said, you know what God said to me this week? They said, what? He said, 2018 was the most painful year of my life, but I'm going to be able to say in a few weeks or maybe a few months that it was the best year of my life. Why? Because the storms of 2018 prepared me for the blessings and the breakthroughs of 2019. Without the storm of 2018... The blessings of 2019 would crush you, will destroy you. God is working internally in you so that you could truly sustain revival. You know, sometimes Holy Spirit comes. He wants to take over, but He loves you too much that when you're not ready, when that more of God that you've been crying out for was going to crush you, He's going to lift. Why? Because he's not pleased with you? No, because he loves you. Right. That's why he allows. Well, trust the commander, right? Let me illustrate this for you. What you went through yesterday that was painful prepared you for what's coming to you tomorrow. What you lost yesterday is nothing compared to what God has prepared for you tomorrow. And God's going to help you understand that without 2018 storms, the breakthroughs and the blessings of God, you know what? It would have crushed you. You wouldn't have been able to maintain. More, God, more! Jesus, more! You cry out. But you don't trust your commander huh? and you stop fighting the good fight of faith the very things that you're crying out for can crush you God is saying the storms that you had to walk through yesterday will prepare you carry the weight of my glory You hear me? He's a good God. God is God. He is good. And He's saying to everyone here at Art Ministries, I know it's been hard in one way or the other. You know what He's saying? I am strengthening your cup. You know, oftentimes we carry these dinky paper cups. More God! Try to take that dinky cup under the waterfall. What happens? A lot of times the process that God does in our lives strengthens the cup so that we could carry the weight of his glory. I don't understand. It doesn't matter. You could trust the commander. Amen? So will you arise with me tonight? I hear the Lord saying, I'm setting you up. I'm setting you up. I'm setting you up for what I have prepared for this house. You've been crying out for 13 years for sustained revival. I'm setting you up the things that you have to walk through. Now, is God the author of every pain that you walk through? No. No. Life happens. Painful things happen. But our good God even uses those things. Even though he's not the author, he's so good that he uses it for your good and my good. The word of the Lord to you, Ark. Maintain your position. For I am strengthening your vessel, God's vessel. Let us pray. God, I thank you for your word today. God, often when we walk through the storm, or not even the storm, just, just disappointment in our hearts, God, often it's so hard for us to walk in trust. And the enemy is constantly speaking lies so that we would be removed from the kingdom position of faith. God, I thank you tonight that you're here to bring clarity and revelation, that you're calling each one of them to stand where God called them to stand so Holy Spirit will you show them their kingdom place their place in this house that you would help them to remain and fight the good fight of faith in Jesus name we pray amen Amen. I want to do this can we spend some time praying So if I could have the worship team to come back and the the prayer warriors come to the front. And you know, oftentimes when you hear messages like this, it's like, what do I do with that now? Right? And often it's, it's very prophetic of you to come, to move your body, to come to the altar and say, God, I say yes. I'm ready to stand. I wanted to give up. But I'm not going to give up. I want to stand where you called me to stand. And so, as our worship team like starts leading worship, I want to ask our prayer warriors to come to the front. And any of any one of you that feel like you know what, I need I need to stand next to my brothers and sisters. I want to be able to fight the good fight of faith. I want to maintain my kingdom position in the kingdom of God, and in this house. And if that's you, you're ready for that, that next level. I want you to come, and I want you to allow your brothers and sisters to prophesy you into your position, to prophesy strength into your weakened heart, to prophesy your place in this house and in the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen? Yeah. Okay, worship team, you ready?